How many know there is no such thing as an American gospel, no such thing as a European gospel? There's just the gospel. And the gospel is the power of God. It's wonderful, wonderful. Maybe, um, in fact, I'm going to ask the guys at the back to just play the announcements. I know it's in, in amongst all kinds of other announcements, but you can just play it without playing the sound, and you can just see a few, few pictures if you missed the announcements coming in. Um, but I, I went to Hungary. Now, for those who pay close attention to what we announce up here, we did say a few weeks ago that uh, a minister called Pastor John Rowton would be coming, a minister, and this Sunday morning and tonight at the Freedom uh, Freedom Night. Um, he's an American who married an Indian, and um, he has been in India for, I'd like to say, two and a half decades uh, or over, so between 25 to 30 years. Anyway, so uh, I've been going to his ministry for many, many years, and he had hungry on his heart before he w- went to India as a missionary. And anyway, he was due to come on the trip with me, but one thing led to another. They canceled his flight. American Airlines canceled his flight. Literally, he went to the airport. They canceled his flight. There was an option 17 hours later. And, uh, and then he, you can just pause it. Um, and then um, you just pause it. Praise the Lord. There we go. Just pause it. Press pause. <laughs> I need one of those clickers. You know, those, cl- those fancy clickers. I don't got one of those. Keep pass me one of those clickers. Anyway, um, so he was going to come with me, but he didn't because um, partly I, I just felt actually on Sunday, uh, the day before I left uh, last, last week, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago, in the evening, I sensed in my spirit, I was driving around picking up a couple things for my trip, and I sensed in my spirit, John's not coming. Thank God for the Holy Ghost, amen. It just dropped in my spirit, John's not coming. About an hour and 40 minutes later, he, he contacted me saying, they've canceled my flight, you know, and they've got another option 17 hours later, um, and I'm just going to feel it out. I said, well, you know, don't be too hasty, don't pull the trigger just yet, just see, see what the Holy Ghost is saying. And so he slept on it, I slept on it. I knew in my spirit he wasn't going to come. Interesting. Anyway, it's good to be led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he just said, do you know what? I have been looking forward to this European trip for months. I wanted to come and see you guys, minister in Manchester, minister in Hungary, Bulgaria. But when I left the airport, I I told my, my daughter who was taking me to the airport, I just don't feel very happy. Not that we go on our emotions, but I don't know why. I've I've been looking forward to this trip. I just, I just. I don't know, I just want to be home in America, in West Virginia. And so anyway, thank God for the leading of the Holy Spirit. So anyway, my uncle met me in Budapest, of course, my family, Hungarian, and he took me everywhere, and we went uh, to various different places. This particular place right here that you can see, the pictures are a bit grainy, but this was a village, uh, I love what Abby was sharing, this was a village in Deplitsen, which is the east side of Hungary, not too far from the Romanian border. And, you know, um, it's interesting, um, you know, when you expect, when your expectations aren't met, you know, when you rock up to a place to minister and you think everything's going to be um, orderly and all the ducks are going to be in a row and stuff like that and everyone's going to be waiting and anticipation for this great meeting. But I rocked up and there was like literally a few people there, you know, and I'm like, hey, where's, you know, where's the party? You know, where's the people, you know? He said, oh, no, 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 we, we just have to call them in. You know, there is no church in this village, and we, the worship leader came from an hour's distance, you know, my interpreter came from, from you know, 40-minute drive, and, and this other pastor we draft, drafted in because, from another village, because there was no church in this particular place. Anyway, and so we said, right, let's go from house to house. It's 33 degrees. It's pretty hot. Um, a lot of these homes in these gypsy Roma villages don't, they don't have windows. They're very, they're, they're very poor. They don't have much. And so I actually went, all right, let's go and walk the streets and just tell them, hey, we've got a blessing for you. Literally. Hey, we've got a party. Come join the party. We've got a blessing for you. We've got food, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give you a blessing. You don't want to miss it. Now, these guys who traveled, you know, if you know anything about the Roma community, you know, the gypsies, man, they can play music. And the ones who came in, the worship leaders, whoo, man, just the anointing, you know, the skill, the talent, and the anointing on the skill and the talent, man, it's just beautiful. And you saw the people were drawn in, and man, the anointing of God started coming. They, they, 
Now, 80% of the people who were there, they were not born again. They had, they had no idea what was going on, you know. And they stood, stood there kind of watching, and then the worship, and they were intrigued, and they were just like this, watching, staring at the worship leaders, knowing that this, there is something to this. And, uh, and I got up and I shared maybe for a few minutes, and, uh, and then there was a guy who I knew, knew needed to be set free from demonic oppression. I pointed out him, he beelined uh, without any hesitation, came right forward, and um, that was the man who you saw on the floor, and he, he, he I, I said, what do you want? He said, I, I, you know, with tears in his eyes, I, I, I'm desperate, he was desperate for, for deliverance, and then, uh, and then as soon as you start praying, man, you can see those, those devils manifesting, you know, and you just arrest those things and, um, and tell them where to go, Amen. That's our responsibility. You tell the devil where to go. And so you can see out here, can you see at the gate there, um, there's all these people trying, you know, intrigued. Like it was like the, the power of God in that place. How many know it doesn't take the best microphones, the best equipment to, to have an impact? That village was, was hit. It's my highlight. It's the highlight of my trip. It was hit by the power of God. The guy who I, who I prayed for, he collapsed like a pack of cards, you know. And, and, and he was, I don't know, he just fell and folded and all kinds of, and, but he, was, he got up set free. <laughs> he got up completely set free. And then I, what I noticed was, um, because during the worship, some stayed, and you can see a lot of them responding to, to receiving Jesus. And this guy here, oh, uh, anyway, one of the guys there, he, he got healed. Um, his whole side of his body was in excruciating pain. You could see it. You know when you can see someone's dealing with pain? And I prayed, prayed for him, and, and he, got, he got instantly healed, and he started screaming. You know, how many know, means are not always nice and tidy. You know, if somebody who hasn't been able to see for, for, since birth suddenly sees, I'm telling you what, there's going to be some emotions. Oh, I can see, I can see, I can hear, I can hear. That's the power of the gospel. That's the power of, the, uh, of preaching the message, which is the power of God. There isn't a European gospel, American gospel, an English gospel. There is just the gospel of Jesus Christ that sets men free. And so what I noticed was the healings kept people because during the during the worship time those people were very intrigued and then people would come and go and you know come and go but then when the healing started happening they stayed maybe maybe i i i need this how many know people need this people are desperate for that which works just something give me something that works and faith in jesus works it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, that faith works. Someone say faith. faith. Works. Someone say faith works. Faith. Amen. Now, in, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, it says uh, circumcision or uncircumcision avails, really, it avails anything. Does it avail anything? No, it avails nothing. That's just a reference of the flesh. How many know... Um, Circumcision, uncircumcision avails nothing. That's a reference to the flesh. What you can do in your own effort to get right with God, it doesn't avail anything. This is what Galatians 5, 6 says. How many of the flesh profits? Nothing. But, same verse, but faith? Oh, how much time have you got? But faith? Let me tell you about faith. The flesh avails nothing. But faith? This is Galatians 5, 6. But faith, faith works. Fundamentally, it works. It works, how does it work? It works through love. It works through love. But do you know what people look, I loved Jeremy Pearson's message. He was preaching on uh, at the Southwest Believers Convention how, you know, um, about imitation faith and counterfeit faith and stuff like that. And he was saying, people are just looking for something that works. Just give me something that works. You know, those social media influencers, their whole job is telling all their followers, hey, this cream works. I've tried it. I'm telling you, this works, you know, uh, or this, you know, I, I remember when the Doros, they blessed us with uh, a fancy um, uh, microwave. 
and they get, got us a really nice microwave. I think it was for Christmas or something. I don't know. Um, for, forgive me for getting what occasion it was, but it was a great microwave. But I realized that this microwave was smarter than me. Because when Evie was out and I was trying to heat up some food in the microwave, that's what, that's what I do when Evie's out. I use the microwave. Thank you, Mr. Doro. And, and I was trying to figure it out, and this thing was smarter than me. And I was like, I just want this thing to work. <laughs> just heat the corner of this slice of lasagna. Please, just do something. Please, Pe- people just want something that works. The wives want their husband to work. <laughs> we just want something to work. Hey, when people say, hey, I've got this issue, I've got this problem, I've got this financial uh, uh, you know, situation, I've got this physical ailment. Oh, I know something that will work on that. Oh, you do? Oh, really? What, what, is there a new pill that I'm not aware of? No, no, no. Hey, faith will work on that. I said, faith works. Faith always works. Uncircumcision, circumcision. Flesh, efforts of the flesh, man, that don't work. It avails nothing. But faith, whoo. You want to talk about faith? Faith in Jesus, it works. And so I got up there and I preached to these Hungarians that Jesus Christ is the way. Come on out. He'll give you new life today. And man, we saw people respond to, to receive Jesus. And, and, then it, and then I was like, okay. You know, they pretty much 80% responded, which is pretty good, eh? And, uh, and then I said, hey, all right, who wants, who wants the power of God upon their life? I use the example of Mary, Mary, who was given an um, insight to you know, her assignment on the earth. Well, a messenger, an angel said, hey, you're going to carry a son. You know, he's he's going to be the son of God. How, how is this going to happen since I don't know a man how is this going to happen? How am I going to fulfill my purpose? How am I going to carry a son of God? I don't even know a man. I'm a virgin. Luke chapter 1. And the angel said, I'll tell you how. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That's how. And the power of God will overshadow you. Do you want the power of God in your life? And I said to them, who wants the power of God on their life? Everyone wanted prayer. <laughs> so we prayed for everybody ahead of time. Oh man, I was, you can tell I'm excited. I'm on a high um, from the most high. Amen. And, um, and I just had the time in my home country. And then we, we, I ministered in Andrew Womack's ministry. They have a Bible school there. Some exciting things are happening there. Just a testimony, another glorious story. Thank God for the leading of the Holy Spirit. I walked into that office and, um, and, uh, and I was led by the Lord to, to, to sow a seed into what they're doing. And it was the exact figure of the entire next year's building, uh, new building that they're acquiring. Isn't that awesome? In Budapest. And so praise the Lord for leading of the Holy Ghost. That spoke volumes to them. And then I went to another church, Pastor Otto's church. You may have seen a picture up there. And then I flew to Bulgaria, and Pastor Andy from uh, Faith Life Harrogate, he was, uh, Faith Life Preston, excuse me, he, he was there to meet me in Sofia. And so he, um, he helped me uh, when I was out there, and we ministered in a great church in Plovdiv. Uh, try and say that um, first thing in the morning. That's not too difficult. Plovdiv. Uh, <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's someone's city, Ian. <laughs> Plovdiv, we obviously flew into Sofia um, and connected with some people and then ministered, ministered in uh, Plovdiv and had a, had a time, had a great time ministering the Word of God. In fact, it was really interesting because um, the Word that I brought really brought confirmation for the pastor and the community. They were working with certain things, prophetic words and certain utterances, and man, it just confirmed a whole bunch. I said to, said to the pastor, at the end, right place, right time. I also had a word about Turkey. I felt strongly in my spirit that they as a ministry are going to have a big outreach in Turkey and, uh, and that, that Bulgaria would be a gateway into Turkey and into the Middle East with the gospel. Now, I, did, I had no idea, but they were, uh, they were doing an outreach to um, Turkish communities the very next day, and they shared with me that Ulf Ekman, 
Uh, and they were reminded of this, this recently, that Ulf Fekman from Uppsala, try and pronounce that in the morning also, um, in Sweden, he went over to Bulgaria and ministered in the same church that I ministered at, and he said that Bulgaria would be a gateway into uh, Turkey. So in that call, just confirmation, word of prophecy just, you know, bolsters previous words that they've been working in their spirits. And so, anyway, what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to not preach an update. Uh, I'm just trying to update you on where I've been and what I've done. We had a great time. But you had a great time here too. Amen. You had an awesome time. Hey, let's um, go before the Lord real fast with our offering this morning. First Timothy chapter 1. Are you happy? You believe God's doing amazing things? I just really, as you're turning to First Timothy and preparing your offerings, um, you know, I just really sincerely want to say thank you for supporting. Uh, it means so much to, to uh, number one, be released to, to go. You know, some people really get disgruntled when their pastor leaves, but not you guys. Some of you are really happy when I, when I, when I go. <laughs> um, but um, but you, you let me go because it's not just the assignment is, is the nations of the earth. Amen. And uh, being ultimately, not just going where we choose, where we want to go, but going at the right place at the right time. Timings are so important. Amen. And um, so your prayers, your finances, your support, it, it means a lot. We, we can't, you know, um, there's not much you can, you can't do anything unless it's spoken out. Let me say that. Unless it's prayed out. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Here, and, and funded, we, we, it takes money to, well, the gospel's free, yeah, but the pipe work isn't. You've got to lay the pipe work, and the gospel flows through the pipe work, but you've got to put the infrastructure in, amen. First, First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, it says, it says, now God, godliness with contentment is great gain. Um, godliness with contentment is great, is great gain. You know, um, Everything in faith is progressive. And I heard this in my heart when I was preparing, that pro prosperity looks different at different stages. I said, prosperity looks different. Who believes in prosperity? Hey, welcome back, Jeremiah. Hey. You know, I was, I was worshiping, and I was like, man, I know that voice. It is he. Jeremiah is back in the house. Amen. You call me. You call, yeah, he saw me notice you. Um, thank God. Hey, let's give it up for our brother who's back. Amen. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Um, prosperity is different, looks different at different stages. You know, when, um, when God called Joseph, he looked at Joseph and he saw a prosperous man. Yet, and he called him prosperous, but he was a slave. <laughs> prosperity is different at different stages, but he was a prosperous slave. Something about Joseph is he didn't act like a slave, and because he didn't act like a slave, he acted like a leader. They put him in charge and head over the slaves. So prosperity has really got nothing, nothing to do with money. Po poverty has got nothing to do with money. There, poverty is a mentality. I said poverty is a mentality. There is very rich people who are very, who have a poverty mentality. It's got nothing to do with money. It's got everything to do with their mentality. As, as, a, man, as, as a man thinks, so is he. Beloved, 3 John verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. There's a lot of people who have soul, soul poverty. You need, if you want to step into material prosperity and you know, every area of your life being prosperous, and that is a promise from the Lord. Amen. You've got to have soul prosperity first. Soul prosperity. You've got to, you've got to think prosperous thoughts. Amen. You've got to think well. But it's not about gaining. You take nothing. You take nothing into eternity. You take your sports car, you don't take it through the pearly gates. I know there's 12 gates, but, but none of the gates are going to fit your Porsche. Amen. It's not making it through. What makes it through is the you and the people. Make sure you, you get in. I said, make sure you get in and, and take as many people in with you. Amen. But all your stuff 
It's all going to, I hate to disappoint you this Sunday morning, but everything you own is going to turn into, an, into a, an ash heap. So next person who starts bragging how many stuff they have, how many cars they have, how many watches they have, just tell them, it just sounds like your ash heap is going to be bigger than mine. <laughs> and then just go, go your way. Amen. So if you can't be content with that house, then guess what? You, you won't be content with the house because there will always be something else. And there is nothing on the face of the earth materially that can give you contentment. Nothing. When, when you buy your brand new car, man, the smell of, the, the smell of you know, the, the leather and stuff, it hits you sideways. And you think, man, I, am I in the holy of holies? You know, that smell, you know, that rich smell of fresh, fresh leather seats that's untouched. Something quite nice about it. But do you know, after about 10 days, you're like, I'm feeling like Cossack, you know. I should have got, a, I got a, a car that was well worn in. Should have got the fabric, not spent it all the money on the... See, this stuff, nothing can make you content. Nothing. Nothing. There is stages of prosperity. Hey, you're a prosperous, Joseph. I'm a slave. Ah, but a prosperous slave. He was a prosperous prisoner. He was a prosperous prisoner. But he didn't act like it. He acted like a leader because that's who he is. You can't change you, nothing, no circumstance of life can change who you are, your identity. Nothing can change who you are. Nothing around you can change who you are. You are who you are. You can't change that. Circumstance, I'm a leader. Put, 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 me, uh, put me in chains and shackles. Put me in a prison. I don't change the fact of who I am. So I'm not going to act like a slave or act like a prisoner when I'm, I'm a leader. And because Joseph acted like a, like a leader when they put him in shackles or, uh, you know, when he, when he was a prisoner, guess what? They put him, the people put him over the prisoners because he acted like a leader. Thank you for that one hallelujah and that one agreement, nodding head. Churchill was in the house just, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It looks different at different stages. So, so do not let other people define your prosperity. Well, if you really was prosper, prosper, uh, prosperous, then you would be, you, you would be uh, owning that business, not working for the owner of the business. Hey, steps and stages. Amen. So you serve. And you, you work as unto the Lord, knowing that, hey, if I do what I would like others to do for my business, if I act like it's my business whilst I'm working for someone else's business, then God will give me my own business. The stages of prosperity. It's just how you, how you, how you think. Praise the Lord. Godliness with contentment is, is great gain. Woo. So just walk the faithful life. Amen. God will provide everything that you, you need. In fact, Jesus, he, he died and left you an inheritance. And he, 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 was, he was risen from the dead to make sure that you get it. Come on, come on, somebody. So what are you going to do? You, you're going you're gonna to take your inheritance. Amen. Yeah, but has he got enough? There's a, there's a, lot, on, you know, there's a lot on my plate. There's, I've got a lot of vision. I've got a lot of things going on. Hey, listen, the more people there were to feed, the more leftovers there were. When, when Jesus fed the 4,000, there was something like seven baskets remaining. When Jesus fed the 5,000, there was 12 baskets full remaining. The more mouths there was to feed, the more leftovers there were. Why? Because he is more than enough. So it's just a little word of encouragement as we sow today. I'm telling you, he is more than enough. He is more than enough. Amen. The ministry of God is to bring in the harvest. Paul said, I planted the seed. Apollos watered the seed through his much preaching and teaching. But it's God who brings the increase. I said, it's God who brings the increase. God's ministry is to bring in the harvest. Man's ministry. Man's ministry is to bring, uh, God's ministry is to produce the harvest, excuse me, amen.
create the increase. Man's ministry is to bring in the harvest. Amen. So God gives the increase. Man just takes it. So I'll take it. I take it. I take it. I receive it. I receive it. Not by my head, but by my heart. I receive it. Amen. Romans 10 verse 10 says, With the heart, with the heart, with the heart man believes and receives. With the heart, not with the head. Hey, I've heard you talk about provision, uh, but sometimes I wonder. You need to bypass your wondering mind and believe with your heart. With the heart man believes. And we, amen. And then with the mouth, confession is made unto what, I've, what I'm believing. In that case, salvation. Romans 10.10. 10. Amen. With my heart I believe. Do you know Satan hates all of this? Man, he gets terrified. He gets terrified. He, he trembles at this stuff. Believing and receiving. Believing and speaking. Oh, it is deadly dangerous to the enemy. Why? Because the Bible says you become what you believe. Turn, uh, uh, put it on the screen. And you don't have to necessarily turn there. But, but Matthew chapter 9, 29. Matthew 9, 29. Matthew 9, 29 from the message translation. Matthew 9, 29. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being laughed at. Ian, uh, uh, people laugh at me every service. I mean... I could have stayed in Bulgaria. <laughs> no, I, let, this is, oh, stop it. Evie's getting her violin out, you know. You know, this is what my house looks like. We can't, you know, it's not my, my eldest girl. She said, Dad, I know we're in Christ and everything. This is going back a few years. Dad, I know we're in Christ and everything, but sometimes I just need a day off. <laughs> so that, and I said, you don't get a day off. Today's the day, and you're alive and kicking. Let's, no, no, we don't get a day off from being positive. She was saying, can I just not be positive today? Can I just be grumpy? To, can I just complain today? So in our house, you know, if any one of us complains, if I complain, Evie gets her violin out. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying, but it sounds great. Amen. I'll get the interpretation later. Amen. So I'm glad to be, let, let me tell the God honest truth. If truth be told, I wouldn't want to be anywhere other than here. I'm telling you, no matter where I go, if it's a big place, lots of people, if it's a small place and it's just unique, you know, uh, it doesn't matter, it matters not. I want to be here. This is the place. And I mean that with all of my heart. There was times we were gone during the summer in America and Canada, and it was like, man, I was itching to just get home. I just can't. I just want to get home. I want to be here because we love you. We do. We, we really love you. And God's doing This is a special place. Never doubt it. It's a special, special place. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 9, it says, He touched their eyes and said, Become what you believe. This is why it's dead, deadly dangerous, your belief, to the enemy. You believe in and speak in is deadly dangerous to the wicked one because you become what you believe. What are you believing? Believing you're going to fail? You become that. Watch it now. Watch it. Examine your faith to see what are you, belie what are you actually believing? Hallelujah. Well, thank God for the word. Amen. Amen. I heard this in my spirit. Where there is, wherever there is surrender spiritually, there is victory. Have you said it? Victory. There is victory spiritually. Now, there's victory settled in heaven already, but you walk in that victory on earth. But you've got to surrender natural thoughts, natural ideas. Your natural life, let it be, your vessel, your body, a living sacrifice. Amen. Holy, it's holy and acceptable unto the Lord, a yielded vessel. Amen. And when you praise Him, Evie kept on saying, just thank Him, thank Him. Victory is yours. When you thank Him, I hear this in my spirit, you step into a ministry that He always 
is engaged in, which is you step into his leadership. You, you need to be led. You need to be led. You need some leadership. You need some answers. You need some counsel. I mean, if only, if only my, I heard a friend of mine, he was a man, if my dad was around, he, he died, you know, in his, in his late 40s. Um, if, my dad, if my dad was around, then, oh, man, I'd just love to sit with him and get his counsel. Some people who, who don't have certain individuals in their life because they're no longer here, they've slipped out their body, um, and you, you, you kind of wish that they were here because they could give you the counsel that you so much enjoyed. You need a little bit of counsel. You need, you need some wisdom. You need some leadership. When you step into thanksgiving, you step into his leadership that, he's always, that he always gives. That he always gives. Pastor, what, do, what, does, what does surrender look like? What does surrendering your vessel look like? It's offering sacrifices of praise. So when you lift up your hands to praise him, there is a there is surrender, there is there is surrender, you're surrendering. Amen. And if it's done as Jesus said it should be done, what is it, John 4 24? In spirit and in truth. Amen. Then uh, then you're you're surrendering spiritually, there's gonna you're gonna step into victory in all areas naturally because his leadership, God's leadership and his counsel always takes you to victorious places. Always. Second Corinthians four thirteen. Put that on the screen. Amen. Man, the devil is a loser. He's great at telling you his plans, but he's a poor executioner of his plans. Who believes that? Who believes that? Faith life too quiet this morning. Come on, who believes it? I know the Atkins do. Amen. <laughs> Good seeing you. Amen. All right, put it, put, uh, it's not where I wanted to go. Chapter 2, verse 413, I believe it is. Well, thank God for the word. Amen. Amen. Verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now thanks be to God. When you step into thanksgiving, you step into a ministry that he always does. Now thanks be to God. Now, when you thank him, you, you step into something he always does, which is always lead you, always guide you. But he takes you to certain places. Victorious places. Woo! Come on, I, I'm, I, we're going to victorious places. You know that travel agent who used to be in business, going places? I don't know where they went, but they went somewhere. Um, but you, we're going places. Amen. He always leads us into triumph. Woo! And through us, come on now, there is, there is a dispersion. There is, there is a release of a victory fragrance. Someone gave me a fragrance recently, and it's called Victory. I like it. Uh, you know, it's called Victory. But how many know we've got, we've got Christ fragrance on us? And everywhere we go, man, it becomes irresistible for people. Amen. What is that? What is that fragrance? I just believe in this season we're stepping right in. <clears throat> right in to um, all the places that God has for us. We'll take, take up the offering at the end of the service. Amen. Thank you guys for standing there so diligently with the, with the buckets. And you can go ahead and take your seat. Thank you. Luke 21, verse 26. I don't want to keep you too long because we have tonight. Amen. And I, I just hardly can wait. I've got patience on board because it's a fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Um, you know, when the Holy Ghost moved in, he moved in with two suitcases, uh, nine things in one, nine things in the other. First suitcase, nine fruits of the Spirit. Second suitcase, nine, nine gifts of the Spirit. And one of the fruits is, is patience. Amen. But I, I can hardly wait. Forgive me for the expression, but tonight's going to be awesome. Amen. Amen. I, I believe there's something that the Lord wants to download, actually, to us. Here in Luke 21, 26, it says, Men's heart failing them for fear. 
And this was week 32 of the devotion. If you haven't got a book, we want to give you one of these for free. If you haven't got a devotion, this is uh, 52 weeks devotional. We've been tracking with this. Um, I'm not going to be talking about today's devotion. We're going to be looking at, I'm going to be teaching on the Holy Ghost next week. And it, it's going to be awesome. Really looking forward to it. But uh, I want to I want to cover some, some thoughts here in verse, in verse 26 here. Luke 21, 26. Men's hearts failing them for fear. Um, people at the end of the age will have heart failure. Heart failure for two things. It says for fear and for looking. Incorrect seeing. Therefore, you've got to see correctly incorrect seeing, how you see yourself, how you see what's going on, on the, in the earth, and how that affects you, incorrect seeing, looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of, of heaven shall be shaken, shall be shaken, everything that can be shaken on the earth will be shaken, but you and me, we're part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken, come on, you've got to believe that, you've got to see yourself part of that kingdom, amen. As much as there's all kinds of proph prophecies pertaining to the last days that are upon us, there are also, uh, there are also um, prophecies that are good prophecies that apply to you and I. Amen. Yes, there's going to be people who are going to disobey their parents, walk in dishonor. There's going to be people who are going to be uh, wicked in this age. There's all kinds of you know, wars and rumors of wars and all kinds of, all kinds of wickedness and sexual immorality. You see it, want, 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 greed. There's going to be a lot of offended people. So many people are just, uh, they're offended on the way to offend and be offended. You know, we're, we're in a PC, politically correct society where, you know, it's like walking on eggshells in certain, you know, um, settings. You know, you've got to really watch what you say. You know, hey, ladies and gentlemen, you can't say ladies and gentlemen. If you're going to say ladies and gentlemen, you're going you're to say a whole bunch of other. What? What? Hey, um, you know, uh, you know it, it's, it's just crazy. You know, uh, yeah, let's go over there and we, we can do this and that. So uh, let's hit, we, we can hit two birds with one stone. Oh, you can't say that. You're going, to offend, you're going to offend the animal activists. That's like cruelty to animals, throwing stones, like one stone, hitting two, two birds. Who wants, that's, 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 that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. What am, I, what am I supposed to say? It's just kind of play on words. You should say, let's go ahead and feed two birds with one scone. Give me a break. <laughs> but the reason why people have heart failure is because of this kind of stuff. You know, they, 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 man, the war's coming. You know, any minute now, you know, Ukraine's going to be taken over. And then, you know, what if the Russians take Ukraine and then, and then Hungary, you know, borders Ukraine and Poland borders Ukraine. And then, you know, whatever next. You know, NATO's going to crumble. And, you know, we're going to be in World War Three, And, you know, what about our little kids? What about the economy? What about my investments? You know, what, what it's going to be, and they're looking at all of this stuff, and they are shaken. But there are prophecies pertaining to this last hour, but there, but there are also very exciting prophecies that pertain, pertain to you and I for this last hour. Can I have a big amen this morning? Amen. Malachi chapter 3, verses, verses um, 18. Then you will again see the difference. You will again, this is from the NLT, you again will see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not serve God. There will be a very clear differentiation between those who serve God and those who don't serve God. And, and whether you're saved, whether you're filled with the Holy Ghost, or not saved, or not filled with the Holy Ghost, and you, people will see the difference. That one serves God, that one doesn't serve the Lord, because I can see the difference. There is peace on the believer, there's anxiety on the unbeliever. Come on, somebody. This is why you've got to arrest all those contrary feelings and spirits. Like Jesus said, fear will cripple a heart. 
because of fear and looking. And they go hand in hand. What are you looking at? What are you focus on? focusing on? Spirit of fear will attack faith's vision. Faith always sees more. Faith's expectation is through the roof. But fear, a spirit of fear, is to come against what your faith sees. That's why we've got to see correctly. And it will attack it so that you don't see more, but you start maintaining, in, you start maintaining instead of creating, producing. Come on, where, where, where's the producers? Amen. We have that wisdom to make. Witty ideas coming to the believers. Prosperity, come on now, wisdom on you. You're in a boardroom setting, and you've got 12 people around the desk, and everyone's wondering what on earth are we going to do, and you've got the Holy Ghost who teaches you all things, and you've got an anointing according to 1 John 2.20, 1 John 2.20, on the inside of you, and you join in with the rest. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. And all the while, your, your, your spirit man is like, you do know what to do. But you don't pay attention to the knower on the inside. You know, but you're just following suit. There has to be a difference between those who serve God and those who do not serve God. And he said, this is a prophecy pertaining to the, to the church in the last hour. They will see the difference. I'm going to be a part of the bunch who they can see that there's something about you. Anyone ever had that before when you're in a social setting? Well, what is it about you? You're just peaceful. No fear. And if that hasn't happened, then be challenged. What are you looking at? What are you meditating on? And then chapter 4 here, verses Verses uh, 1, it says, the Lord, the heavens, this is Malachi chapter 4, verse 1, the Lord, the heavens, armies say, the, the, the day of judgment is coming. It's coming. Now, look at verse, uh, verses 3. <clears throat> On the day when I act, you will tread upon the wicked. You will, you will tread upon the wicked as if they were dust under your feet. Now, how many know in heaven? That's not talking about you in heaven. How many know there's no dust in heaven? How many know that's a weak, that's right. How many know there is no dust on the streets of gold in heaven? How many know there's no enemies of yours making it into heaven? Okay, so this is talking about you on earth. I'm not talking about you going around to the neighbor who's your enemy and just stomping on, it, on his or her head. I'm talking about every wicked spirit that is classified in the Bible as an enemy to God, anti-God, ungodly, opposite to the motives and the intent that God has for you and your family. You shall tread upon them like dust under your feet, effortless Treading. Hallelujah. And those who embrace this and get a hold of this, they will not have heart failure. I said they will not have heart failure. If David walked by what he saw, incorrect scene. If David walked by what he saw, he would not off... Um, he would have collapsed. He would not have been able to stand, stand up. Turn your Bibles to, to Psalms 27. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Man, greatest hour. Worst, worst, worst day for the enemy. Greatest day for the church. Amen. Greatest, greatest day, greatest season for you and me, the believer. Worst time for the enemy. Worst time for demonic spirits. Worst time. Amen. For the plan of saying, best time for the church. Come on, somebody. I saw something in Hungary, in that little village. I saw something. I thought, man, it can be done. Whew, it can be done. It can be done. We, we, we can, we, in just a moment, we can see a transformation of a whole community. It can be done. A whole street can be pulled in. It can be done. I said it will be done. But we have to, I have to, you have to, we all have to. We've got to rise up a little bit, get a little bit more grit. Who could get a little bit more grit? 
and go, come on now, no, no, let's, let, let's do it, let's do this right, let's lay hold of the word, amen, let, let's work with the Holy Ghost, and let's, get, let's, let's, let's have some, let's get going with this. Oldest to the youngest and everyone in between, amen, Joel 2, 28, Joel 2, 28, old men, what, dreaming dreams, not lying down, retiring and dying, but old men dreaming dreams. Where did I tell you to go? Psalms, 20, Psalms 27. Thank you. So, someone's listening. I would have lost heart, heart failure, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Your next season is as bright as the vision that you have seen God show you. Your next, come on, chapter is as bright as how you see it because you become what you believe, but what you behold, you, you're transformed into. You become what you behold in your, uh, in your vision, in, in how you see yourself. Moses, at 80, stepped into uh, the revealed dream. Caleb, 85, give me this mound full of giants. Come on, 85. Come task, master. No, no, there is things for us to do, and you'll be done when your time's up. Slip out of your body and go. There's something for you. Now, if you've retired out of your uh, secular workplace, there is something for you to do, and I pray that God will reveal it to you. In fact, the Atkins, lift up your hands. Father, I thank you for these, this couple, for the call of God, amen, and the things that you've brewed in their heart for, wow, Lord, I like to say even decades, and where there has been at times they would say, maybe even think little to no, none of that come to pass. Father, I pray that in this season, in this hour, Lord, in these years to come, that everything that they've held in their hand held in their, their heart for decades, that you can bring it even in the next seven years. You can bring it, bring it into their life between 2023 and 2030 in the name of Jesus. Let it be, Father. What they hold in their spirit, they will hold in their hand in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And the grace is there, the favor is there, the anointing is there, the wisdom is there. Ooh, you've got it all. You've got what it takes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How do you see yourself? Oh, I'm too young. Don't say that. I'm too old. Don't say that. See yourself correctly. Psalm 126. Psalm 126. Thank you, Lord. It says, when the Lord turned, verse 1, back the captivity of Zion, when he turned or brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Do you know captivity doesn't turn until you get a dream for your life? Things don't turn and shift. You've got to get that dream. You've got to get yourself uh, immersed to hear and to see. Because it's in the river of God, in the presence of God. Come on, somebody. I'm trying not to use fancy words. It's in the presence of God. You're getting before the Lord in prayer in the river. That's what we say when we say get in the river. That's the place where God begins speaking to you. And what a dream will do, it will pull you out of whatever captivity you're in. It'll pull you out like Joseph. That dream was big in him. I already alluded to it. That dream was so big in him. Put him in a pit. Huh? I see myself. I see myself. The dream's so big. It's in me. I see the vision so big. I see myself in a palace. No, no, but you're in a pit. No, I see myself in a palace. In a pit. Amen. But God knows this also. It's not just enough for it to be in your heart. He, he needs it to be in your mouth. And when it's in your mouth, then you want God. Then before it gets in your hand, you know if it's in your mouth, not just in your heart, but it's in your mouth, you start speaking about it. Then God's hand will get on it when your mouth gets on it, and then it will come into your hand. That's how it works. Did you catch that? You get in the river of God or the presence of God. You literally come very simply before the Lord. Lord, I'm here. I, I, will, I, I know I'm a visionary by nature. You made me a seer. Everyone here. 
So I'm either going to look at what's coming on the earth and look at all the bad news and all that stuff. I'm either going to see that or I'm going to see something else. So you show me from your TV set what it is you want me to see. Because if I don't see that, I'm going to be seeing something else. And if I see the wrong thing, my heart's going to fail. And it's going to inflict me with fear that will attack my faith's vision without even me understanding what my faith's seeing, my spirit man's seeing. So show me. What is it? What is it? And he'll, he'll show you. I said he will show you it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so, so, so then, so then you, you see that and that gets so big in you, doesn't matter what people, circumstances do to you to put you in a place. I said, no, not according to our belief. The Quran is the Word of God. And so he was like, we're doing... And it, he was stumped and he, he realized he just engaged in an argument and a discussion and was trying to you know, persuade them, but it was empty. There was no power. And so he said to his wife, we're doing the gospel a disservice. People aren't accepting the message. Something not right here. And so he, he left. He said, let's go. We'll go back to America. They went back to America. And they were in a meeting. And the man of God gets up. And he says, this is the Word of God. And starts preaching from the Word of God. Teaching, preaching. And there was demonstrations of the Spirit. Because where you find preaching and teaching, there's going to be manifestations of the Spirit. This is why if you just have preaching, 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 but no preaching and teaching, you can't really um, expect manifestations. They go together. You can't just have teaching, teaching, teaching without inspired preaching. Jesus modeled ministry for us. How did Jesus minister? I want to minister like him. He taught, he preached, and then he healed. And so this minister got up and said, this is the word of God. Man, I did that in India. He was thinking. He taught out of it, preached out of it, and he saw, man, I see, God, I see Jesus in that man. He said to his wife, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the Gospels again. And he read the Gospels. I, said, I see Jesus in every page. I see Jesus in every, in every book. And he read it, and he, he said, I see Jesus in, in the book. In the me- I see Jesus in the message. It's not just a book. It's not just God's words. He's in the Word. He is the Word. This is the power of God. And, uh, and, then, um, and then in his room, seeking the Lord, Jesus walked in his room. And he said, Jesus is in my room. But he said, everything changed when he saw Jesus in him. I see Jesus in every letter, in every word. I see Jesus. He's in, He is the message. He's with me, but I see Jesus in me. He saw correctly. And then he said, right, pack your bags. We're going back to India. He went to India and said, this is the word of God. Now, now, now he knows the power of it. He sees the word correctly. Come on now. He sees the power in the word. He sees that word in his heart now coming out of his mouth. Now what is he seeing? He's, saying, he's seeing Jesus in the word that's in, in him coming out of his mouth. Now he's seeing, he's seeing manifestations. And he preached out of that word. They said, no, 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 the Quran is. He said, look, you watch. My God backs up his words. He started preaching and teaching manifestations, healings, had a wonderful ministry. Wonderful ministry in India. Praise the Lord. Many people. How, how, do, you see, how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? I want to say this. Never, never let the devil steal in a seemingly dry season or a quiet season what God has spoken to you in a wet season. 
when Jesus was baptized in Luke chapter 3, I'll give you the reference just for the sake of being precise. Verse 21 and verse 22 says, when he prayed, the heavens opened. How many know when you pray, heaven opens? How many know when you pray, heaven opens also? When you pray, heaven opens. And it was in the immersion, Jesus went down in water. It's represent. it's a picture of just complete surrender and uh, dying to self and you know, raised, being raised up to new life. And, but it's in the river. It's being in this atmosphere, you know. Who senses the presence of God? I sense the presence of God. It's like we're in a river right now. And it's in that place God spoke to him. This is my beloved son. Son, I'm well pleased in you. You're my beloved. It's in that place. That was his wet season. In the river God spoke. But then in the desert, in the dry season, Luke 4 verse 3, the devil said to him, if you are the son of God. See what the devil was trying to do? Seal what God had spoken, spoken to him in the river. He tried to steal what God had spoken to his son, Jesus, in the river. He tried to steal that from him in the desert. If you are the son. What do you mean, if I am the son? In the river, I heard I am his beloved son. I am God's beloved son. This is exactly what the devil will do. He will reveal stuff to you. Amen. He will show you how loved you are. What family you're a part of. Who's your daddy? Who's your father? He'll speak to you in the river. But then when it gets quiet and it's like, man, where did the keys go? Where did Rob go? And where did, where did Chris go? I mean, I... They, you know, the, the atmosphere is not, you know, understand what I mean? And then the enemy starts going, if you really are, you know, a leader of, of the community, if you really are, you know, an owner of this or a minister of the gospel, if, if what do you mean if? In the river, he told me who I am. You got to see yourself correctly. But I'm only a man. Remember that two weeks ago? I'm only a man. Well, in Acts 6, 6, 6, 5, it says, Stephen, a man. James 5, 16, Elijah, a man who had the Spirit upon him. Stephen, a man, Acts 6, 5. A man, it's not about who you are naturally. It's about what, what you're full of. He was Stephen, a man, full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost. How do you see yourself? I see God in me, said T.L. Osborne. Let's go to India. This is the word. This is the answer. This gospel works. It's in my heart. It's coming out of my mouth. Now you watch the results. We have to have that conviction. If we don't, we won't accomplish what we have to. Because what we're called to do is mega It's mega. Could it be that we're on assignment to see nations change, literally? Yeah, but how, how big is the church? How big? How, how many people here? I know there's a lot of people on holiday and stuff right now, but what, two, two, 250 people? How can we, 300 people, include all the kids if everyone came? Can we really have an, a stamp on a city that is made up, Greater Manchester, 2.6 million? We can believe and become, but we have to have some grit. When Ian was, was praying this morning, I, 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 and, and I, I heard it in my spirit, and then he, then he said it about journey and paths. I heard it again in my spirit. Deuteronomy 1, verses 7. Turn and take your journey. Turn and take your your journey. How do I get in the river? Praise will get you in the river. Worship will get you in the river. And in the river, God will speak to you. But then when it gets quiet, the devil will come and he'll try and take out of you what God said to you. In the wet season, he'll try and take it out of you in the dry season. Don't let him. Don't let him. How do you see yourself? 
how do you see yourself? In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, it says, examine and test. This is where I'm leaving you. Examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits. So say proper fruits. Who wants proper fruit? I mean real fruit that lasts, that remains. It says, well, examine, test yourself, evaluate your own selves, not your neighbor, not your spouse, not the person behind you, in front of you. Yourself, examine you. Test and prove yourselves, not Christ. We're not, we're not testing Jesus. Not testing, he says, you. So test and prove yourself. Do you not know yourselves? Don't you know yourselves? Realize and know thoroughly by an ever-increasing experience that Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, is in you. Unless you're a counterfeit, disapproved, on trial, and rejected. Do you know yourself? Do you know what's in you? Do you know what you carry? Do you know it? You got to know what's in you. You got to know, examine. Do you know how convicted you are, are you about, about Christ lives in me? Jesus lives in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray a similar prayer. Stand up on your feet. That Paul prayed over those in Ephesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to open your spirit as the team just plays very, very gentle. No singing just yet, but they're going to lead us in one last song so the team can come up. But I want you to open your spirit right now. This is you before the Father. I'm going to pray this over us as a church, as faith life people. Amen. You can get in position, guys. Um, I want you to just receive it because I believe that there are revealings going to happen this week. It's gonna, you're going to see things that He shows you. Are you ready? Thank you, Father. Father God, just lift up your hands in a posture of receiving. Father, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Our heart will not fail us for fear. We will, we will not have heart failure because of a spirit of fear and because of what we're looking at. Thank you, Lord. We see ourselves in Christ. We see ourselves on top. We see ourselves triumphant. We see ourselves productive. We see ourselves subduing and taking dominion. Amen. Using our God-given authority. Thank you, Lord. We see ourselves that way. We see ourselves. Amen. Oh, treading upon the, uh, the, the enemies of your plan and your, uh, and your agenda. Like dust under our feet. We see ourselves like that. And Father, I pray in, in the river, in your presence, here, at home, with the family. Lord, this week we, we ask you, Father God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you would stir up the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, from the oldest to the youngest, and every one of us in between, that the eyes of our spiritual understanding would be enlightened, that we would know thoroughly know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of the inheritance in of his inheritance in us the saints made holy sanctified by the blood of Jesus that we would have a revealing and a knowledge a revelation knowledge of what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe and according to the working of your mighty power, Father, I thank you. The same power that raised Christ and worked to raise Christ up from the dead and seated him and seated us at the right hand of the Father. Far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion. And above every name that can possibly be named. Not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Father, that same power that we would be awakened to that reality. In the name of Jesus. That we would get the understanding that Jesus, He put all things under His feet. Jesus, our soon coming King, gave us, He gave us 
Oh, glory to God, his fullness. He is the head over all things to the church, us, his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Father, we pray that collectively for every person under the sound of our voice. The eyes flooded with the light. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For everything that God has done and doing and still doing, just keep your eyes on Him. Keep your eyes on Him as the team leads us into the last song. Just eyes on Jesus, still sensitive to Him. Times like this, He can just drop something in your spirit. Times like this, He can just drop, it, drop things into your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let's worship a little bit. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord.